Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to the Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, the push for Ukraine funding. Number two, Speaker Johnson plans for top-line 2024 funding numbers. And number three, the latest on FISA. All right, Jake, let's get into it. This morning, we are leading Punchbowl News AM with a look at how Ukraine is putting uh, a full-court press on Congress this week uh, with the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, scheduled to speak to senators remotely during a classified briefing this afternoon, as well as the number two Ukrainian official in the country, uh, the chairman of the Ukraine's parliament, also going to be in the Capitol today to meet with lawmakers in both parties and both chambers. Uh, Of course, this comes as uh, aid to the country has languished uh, with members of Congress, particularly in the Senate, uh, debating a a separate proposal that they're trying to put onto this larger package over the border. Uh, Unclear if this is going to make much of a difference to Congress, but certainly they are they're pulling out all the stops, Jake. Yes, they are. Um, the uh, uh, Speaker of the uh, Ukrainian uh, Parliament, who is Andrew Notes, is the number um, the number two in the Ukrainian government is uh, is coming to the capital. Zelensky also talking, but man, they are running into a buzzsaw here. Um, the the problem, again, is that um, the Republicans are conditioning their support for Ukraine aid to the border. And, and I will say this. you know, I was talking last night to Brian Schatz, the Democrat from Hawaii, and he said in the again, we didn't put this in the newsletter, but I think it's worth it's just worth thinking about for a second. And, and when he put it like this, it struck me as interesting. He said that we have to, as a nation, think about that at some point in, in time, people will look back and they will remember whether the U.S. supported Ukraine or not, not whether it was conditioned to migrant policy. That's his view. Of course, Republicans have a different view. Um, and uh, I Chris Murphy, the Democrat from Connecticut, says the world needs to be very concerned about holding Ukraine funding hostage to a domestic political priority that is among the hardest in American politics to solve. That's right. I mean, we have to remember there's a theme here uh, and there's a theme. The theme is you can't add hard things to hard things and expect those two hard things to get easier. (laughs) That's just not that's not um, uh, that's not happen. That doesn't work like that. So. Um, you know, the, the legitimate gripe, I would say, um, according to Republicans that they make is that the administration hasn't laid out a how they want, how they believe they will succeed. They will succeed in Ukraine. That's something that House Republicans asked for. That's something that Speaker Mike Johnson brought up yesterday. Uh, I, I think he tweeted something about that. Uh, and that's something that I guess would be a, um, uh, a that will be a talking point for House Republicans going into this week. Can I say something? Sure, I think please it's, do. It, it, I think it's important what, what you're talking about, right? So I do. Yes, this is this is all uh, the construct of it's hard to put hard things together. What you really see, though, in, in my mind, is kind of two big issues. One, Senate Republicans finding any leverage they can to put this uh, border package onto the larger 
aid package um, because, it, you know, they understand the pressure and the desire by Democrats to move on this. So un- I understand that. But this is a fight that's happening in the Senate where there's a totally different conversation basically happening in uh, the House where you have, you know, Speaker Johnson saying they need not only what the Senate Republicans are trying to do when it comes to the border, but even more, they need H.R. 2 or bust, which got zero votes by Democrats. Um, you know, it's it's hard to kind of, you know, we're having this whole kind of very large focus in the Senate, but what they're doing could very likely not have a pathway forward in the House. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that that that's the big thing that I think is worth thinking about here is that even if they solve this border issue in the Senate, um, it, it, there's no guarantee it, it works in the House, which is why, by the way, um, there are a lot of folks that say, um, they they should have tried to include it in the last couple CR uh, uh, funding measures. Of course, that's a little bit that's that's revisionist history. That's a little bit more difficult than than we than than you know it, it's a little bit more difficult than just saying that. So uh, agreed. I, I don't know the way out of this for House for the for Congress before the end of the year. I don't know the way out of this. And, and a lot of this, I would say, and. This was originally our top before 9 p.m. last night when <laughs> when we when we took another another stab at it. But in many ways, this is a I don't want to say proxy battle, but a proxy fight of sorts between Mitch McConnell, the 81 year old Senate major, uh, minority leader and Mike Johnson, the 51 year old Speaker of the House, because McConnell has staked a lot in on um getting Ukraine funding and being supportive of Ukraine funding. He's given countless speeches in the Senate floor about Ukraine funding. He's been very clear that he sees it as a moral imperative, a national security imperative, et cetera. Mike Johnson's been, I would say, um, uh, he's obviously a newbie in the speakership, but he has said that he's effectively said that he is a, um, that he, he's, 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 uh, 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 come recently around to the idea that we need to fund Ukraine. He voted against Ukraine funding when he was a a low-level member of the leadership. He is now for Ukraine funding. I don't know the way out, Anna. I really don't. I, 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 you know, something has to pass one of the one or the other chamber and it's going to have to start in the Senate. So they're going to and then and then listen, the best they can hope for the best, best, best they can hope for is that it passes the Senate and then Johnson puts it on the floor no matter what it is. And I, I think even that's a gamble to think that that will happen. But it, pro- it probably will. But, you know, it's it's going to be difficult. All right. Let's run to the number two story of the morning. A more of a focus on Speaker Mike Johnson. And he has told House colleagues that he expects negotiators to release a top line spending number toward the middle of this week, according to multiple sources. Uh, very important. Uh, and I know you are on this drumbeat because we've talked about it on this podcast privately uh, with other folks uh, just in terms of the deadlines here, right? The first tranche of government spending expiring in just 45 days, January 19th, with the remaining federal agencies, including the Pentagon, running out of money on February 2nd. House and Senate are only scheduled to be in session for another seven days this month. And then lawmakers leave for Christmas and New Year's. Uh, The Senate returns January 8th, while the House is back the following day. There are only 10 days at that point 
until the first government shutdown deadline. I mean, that really puts it into focus for me. Yeah, I, I don't know what I, I'm, I'm not being facetious here or anything like that. I don't know what they're thinking here right now. I mean, I, I really don't. I, I think they are setting themselves up for disaster. They are there. They do not have any top line number. They have not begun to negotiate the um, the bills that they need to negotiate. I mean, are, are we heading for a year long CR after all this talk about regular order and appropriations bills and all that stuff? I mean, I don't know what they are thinking here. I, they need to come up with a top line number. They need to start wrestling with that. They are nowhere on the top line number. Mike Johnson is pretending he's not negotiating when his staff behind the scenes is involved in talks in the top line number. I mean, this is why this two-step CR is so silly. It avoids, in in the, according to the, the op- opponents of it, it avoids the year-end mess but then it creates two other messes in the beginning of next year. And again, we are, you know, listen, the house might stay an extra week at the end of the day, right? They might stay a third week in December. They're supposed to be out starting December 14th in honor, obviously, of my birthday. I would imagine. I, I have no confirmation on that, but I would think that, you know, December 16th, they just didn't want to be in on my birthday, Anna. But, you know, there's a chance that they stay another week and work on this, but Again, out the 14th, back the 9th, 10 days between the 9th when they come back in 2024, January 9th, and then the deadline. I just don't. I, it's it's amazing. Well, and this fits very nicely into our number three story of the morning. FISA watch. Lawmakers juggling FISA details with the deadline looming. Senate negotiators are still aiming to get a clean extension of FISA into the annual National Defense Authorization Act, uh, despite House Republicans moving forward with their own version of the high stakes legislation. Uh, This is going to be another massive issue that, if not handled by the end of the year, uh, which is looking unlikely, there also is talk by Johnson and others that uh, FISA should be put on one of these funding bills, which, uh, again, putting a hard thing on a hard thing doesn't necessarily make it easier. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it most likely would ride on the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Bill, which sets Pentagon policy for um, for uh, the next year. Although, listen, I was talking to a leadership source last night. It was making the case that NDAA and FISA are the two hardest issues right now. Um, and NDAA people are pissed off about, about the uh, Pentagon's abortion policy. People don't like FISA. Again, Adding hard stuff to hard stuff doesn't make it easier, and this is going to be a, this is going to be a big, 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 big challenge. We can read even more about all the details of what the House is doing and different maneuvering uh, in the AM newsletter. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like our discussions here on the Daily Punch, you can go even deeper on all these issues and more by signing up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. All it takes is an email address. Have a great day and stay safe, everybody.